fucking hot recording right now. So we're ready to do this. We're recording. <laughs> I see the little red light. There we go. That's a good thing. I clicked buttons and did things. So. <laughs> Again, welcome back to another exhilarating episode of the Fewercast. As always, my name's Ed. Joining me again this week are my best friends and favorite assholes, Justin and Corey. Hey, hey, hello. And subbing in for Sean this week. Please welcome our kid brother Andrew. (laughs) What's happening, fellas? Not much. Same old, same old. Happy Batman Day. I know. I'm so excited. Is it Batman Day? Well, today it's not yet, but the day this episode drops is Friday, of course. And that's oh, I gotcha, so, I gotcha. You know, we're speaking it's like, like we're, Christmas. We're, we're talking like it's Friday, you know. See, this this is all new to me. <laughs> I'm cr- I'm cr- <laughs> kind of side of uh, celebrating the uh, the occasion, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm so pumped. Like this is honestly my Dude. one of my most anticipated movies for the year. Is I it just, really? Yeah, the Batman. I'm so excited because this looks like a noir movie just with Batman. And I'm so excited for that. The cast, like I love Paul Dano. Um, the idea of Paul Dano as Riddler, obviously I haven't seen it yet. Um, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I, I just think the cast is great. Matt Reeves hasn't gone wrong yet, in my opinion. I, I, like- I think Matt the, Reeves um- is pretty uh, ace when it comes to directing films and picking films more importantly. Well, I'll say this. The reviews have been flawless. Everybody is praising it. I have not read a bad review yet on this film, and I'm not even exaggerating. You know, Every you know single really... review has been just everyone saying it's like 7. They're saying, yeah, it's PG-13, but it doesn't feel like a PG-13 film still. They're saying it's brutal. It starts out brutal. There's no backstory, so you don't have to see Martha and Tom die all over again. <laughs> Martha! <laughs> But what if I wanted to see Martha and Tom die again? But hey, man, before we get this party started, I want to let everyone know where they can find us on the World Wide Web. Check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and up-to-the-minute updates. Follow us on Twitter at Film Effect Pod to interact and socialize with us and to receive all the latest news and updates. If you're an old-fashioned person who enjoys old-fashioned things, then you can simply reach out to us via email by sending your email shit by sending your questions, selections, or suggestions to the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. And finally, yes, sadly the rumors are true. I went and got us a TikTok account recently. I haven't used it every day like I do Twitter and Facebook, but I've been using it for my creativity. So please support Bad Habits and follow along at Film Effect Podcast. And as always, appreciate those five-star ratings and positive reviews. So send those good vibes our way and let us know how we're doing on Apple, Spotify, or directly from our website under the Reviews tab. I also want to take this time to also announce 
that by the time this episode drops, our brand new line of merch will be available. So please check them out either directly from our Facebook page or directly at thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash store. There are several new designs, along with a brand new Furicast shirt that can be yours. And you can get more than just shirts. I mean, we offer coffee mugs, cases, stickers, notebooks, mouse pads, flags, posters, masks, and so much more. So, as soon as this episode ends, make sure you head over to the merch store and treat yourself. Alright, I think this is going to be a really good episode, because we got a lot to discuss So let's kick it all off with some entertainment news and gossip in the category that we call The Drip. Fuck war. Just wanted to throw that out there. I I figured I had to. We're not a political podcast, but goddamn, I'd be damned if I didn't mention the fuckery. That is going on over in Ukraine right now. It's, it's, you know. And yes, it does technically tie into to entertainment because I was going to get at that. The All the studios, I think Universal was the last of the, the big five to uh, pull the plug on all, you know, releases, you know. Oh, Universal chimed in too. The last time I checked off, it was just uh, WB and Disney. Uh, now it's all five. All, all five all... major companies are all, they've okay. all pulled out. Um, beginning with obviously the Batman today. Now, um, if I have to play devil's advocate, I don't understand why they're doing this. Is it because like what message Because they, they feel like out? they got to do something because like, okay, I get it. Don't you get know, me wrong, I'm not contesting this. I just Russia's, want to like explain it to those that don't understand. Russia's a really big place, but it's and it's not like everyone's overwhelmingly like, yeah, let's fucking raid Ukraine and shit, but Putin's got a lot of a lot of fucking manpower up there. Let's put it that way. He's got a convoy that's 40 miles long for Christ's sake. Um and you know, it's it it I I, I don't want to come off as ignorant because I just try and steer away from politics as much as possible. Um, I, and there's you know, a lot of misinformation. I, I know so. I can count on Justin to, to chime in on this one, but what the fuck is going on? What exactly is happening? I mean, I could talk about this for like an hour. Well, but let's give me the, give me the Cliff's I, Notes version. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, Andrew. I mean, I've been infatuated got... with this for the past like week because it's the first time there's been like a like a real war going on in the world that everyone's paying attention to. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wrapped up into it, you know, for better well, or worse. Obviously I don't want this to happen, but it's like one of those things that you're just constantly checking up on the internet, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, Justin, give me the Cliff's nudes version. And then after that, we'll bring the entertainment side of things back into the conversation. I mean, I'm sure there'll be people that can test, my view of the way this is but well just give me the all, facts what's happening yeah, yeah. and why like not your this opinion because like, you know, not that i don't give no, a shit no, about no, it I, yeah no this, this all like goes back to like the fall of the berlin wall like in the early 90s like, yeah, like trying 30, 32 years ago or 30 yeah like this band like it was in 89 so- i believe yes and and just with the whole disbanding the soviet union in the early 90s it's like we kind of and some people say this never happened. Other people say it did. I don't quite know. It sounds feasible to me that we 
we basically told Russia that we won't expand NATO beyond a reunified Germany. And over the past 30 years, NATO has, you know, slowly or rapidly, I guess, depending on your point of view, has expanded and is more or less the only thing between it and Russia is Ukraine right now. Now, what is NATO for those who are? Yeah. And and like, and I'm not trying to like, what Putin is doing is terrible. So don't take this as me advocating for it. But if Russia wanted to put military bases in Mexico, we would have a problem with it. And I think right. that's where a lot of this is coming from. Now, I think it's also he, he's got this idea that he wants to reunify the Soviet Union. So I think there's a couple different things at play. Um, but that's kind of the, the real broad strokes version of it. Right. Okay. Um, so let's kind of go around this table now and... Uh, I guess what I'm asking for everyone to uh, chime in on is uh, since now we know here that Universal was the final um, uh, company to pull out or studio to pull out all their uh, releases from the the country, where do you agree with them is basically what I'm asking. Um, Do you agree with the decision? Um, I'm kind of curious uh, for your opinion, Justin. So why don't you go first, and then Andrew, it, and then so it seems okay. It, it seems performative to me. It seems like one of those things that people feel like we have to do. Like all this punitive stuff that we're doing to Russia right now doesn't affect Putin whatsoever. It affects the people in Russia, not all of whom, or even it seems many of whom, don't agree with what he's doing. Right. Um, it seems you know, like a large majority do not agree with what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can argue the numbers, but he doesn't have full support on this, to put it mildly. Mm-hmm. And um, it just seems to me that those are the people that are suffering with sanctions. I mean, I get it. You got to do something. Like, we're, we're not going to put troops on the ground if we enact a no-fly zone. Then shit's really going to hit the fan. So I hope that doesn't happen. So I, it's one of those things you got to at least appear that you're doing something, but right. there's really not a whole lot we can do. Right. Okay. Um, Andrew. Um, I mean, again, not to throw shade or anything, but it's, it's PR. It's really what it is. It's PR. Um, obviously, it's not going to make a hit on Russia, but I feel like it's another one of those. They're trying to hit the economic situation. And if they're not going to get that, I'm not saying it's funding, but if they're not going to get a slice of this cake, we'll say for the sake of argument, then it kind of is another blow to them. But it's just it's I feel like it's all PR. I feel like one started and the rest followed. Um, I don't think it's really going to do too much personally, but I think it's the right move to make from an American company. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the American companies are on board. Why wouldn't they be? It only makes sense. But again, I don't think it's a maker or breaker. So. All right. Um, Corey, where are you at on all this? I'm pretty much with uh, what Justin and Andrew said. It it's a PR move. I mean, if you're in Russia, I I, I I don't presume to know what people think over there, but I just put myself in their situation. If America was doing something that I didn't agree with, that we're evading another country, would I really care that much if there wasn't some new releases coming out, or would I be worried about my country? possibly you know war like would that really thing. be my you bring up concern. a good point with that that the, the, the last thing russia should be worried about 
is, you know, checking out Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne this Friday. Um, what the next rock film is going to be or some yeah, fucking shit. I mean, you know, I, I understand where people's um, arguments are and what they're, you know, the people that agree and disagree and all that. I've heard them all and I agree with everything that I've heard and I hear everyone, but here's my opinion, you know, someone's got to ultimately take the fall. And unfortunately, the citizens of Russia have to be the fall guy in this. So, it sucks, but, you know, this 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 kind of had to happen. It's similar to Russia being, uh, what were they, eliminated or banned from the World Cup. Uh, that was also announced this past week. Um, so all, lot, all the teams, e, it, even like a lot of uh, things happening. I mean, Russia's like I said, is Russia's got to take you know the fall for this. You know, I I understand. It's kind of like the old saying that there's no I in team. You know, it's 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 a team effort. You know, Russia, unfortunately, they have a leader, and their leader is choosing to do what he's doing. So, you know, it's it sucks, but and yeah. another and, part of it, I'm sorry, go ahead, Andrew. The other thing that I wanted to point out, because you were talking about people backing out of this whole situation, is uh, there are a lot of, if I must step into another realm, pro gaming teams, like people that play video games on a professional level, and a lot of people in Russia do because it makes them a whole lot of money. Uh, A lot of pro gaming teams have just been basically exiled, like can't go to major tournaments, can't participate, aren't allowed in other countries to do that. So that's another like you know, huge economic hit. Of course, it's from another industry, but it's something to like point out, you know what I mean? Just to show like how many people are on board with backing out. Let me just say one thing in closing and then we're going to kind of change topic here to the next article. Um, In the last 72 hours, now I'm not a guy who normally watches a lot of news or any news for that matter or goes to CNN. It's hard not to, or whatever. Though. Exactly, but that's my point. Um, in the last 72 hours, I have watched a military convoy at the stretch of 40 plus miles. You know, head towards a country, uh, towards a capital um, that's just preparing for the worst. I have seen missiles blow up buildings. I have seen tanks run over people in cars just trying to escape it for their own lives and tanks stay on top of said car to make sure that there's no getting out. And I have unfortunately also had to watch a video of a six-year-old girl die. All of this in the last 72 hours. It's a real eye-opener. So, yeah, ultimately... My point is, I agree with the studios doing what they're doing, and I feel for, I feel for the people of Russia, but I don't. And I'm gonna sound cynical saying that, but like I said, you know, every well, this is every country has that. a leader, someone's, and, and and you know, it's nothing personal, but it's like I said before, someone's got to be the fall guy in all this. Can I throw one more point out on that? It's sure. um, a lot of people made the argument in the eighties that part of the reason the communism fell in, in Russia and this in the Soviet Union disbanded was because of American culture. In other words, 
things like blue jeans and Coca-Cola and rock music, um, probably movies to an extent there, there's a lot of arguments to be made. I've heard people make the argument that that's, that was a big part in that. And people made the same argument about how we could have won hearts and minds in the middle East instead of dropping bombs on these people, just flood them with American culture. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of how you win people over and show them a different side of America rather than, you know, down the barrel of a gun. Um, As far as news, what I would say, don't get too tied up in news. And Andrew said it like, there's a lot of disinformation out there. I watch a lot of cable news, but it's all bullshit. It's like the way you guys, like you guys like professional wrestling. I will. I like cable news. Like I know it's all fucking horseshit, but there's something entertaining about it to me. So I would say, you know, Definitely keep up on the news, but try to find some more independent news sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to try to read stuff from both sides of the spec. You know, both. I was. I was gonna say, like, find news sources you trust, but also cross reference. You know, don't yeah, just listen careful. to one side of be the careful. story. Yeah, because um, that's the point of a news station is to try to get viewers that are on their side. You know what I mean? So all yeah. news broadcasters are going to be biased to some form of extent. Yes. All cable news is poison. I mean, if it's, I find it entertaining, like it's I said, li- but it, it's poison. It's know, literally so. the name of the game, you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, Russia, I love you, but I, I Oh yeah. I, 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 I feel I, like everybody is in agreements that we're like, we, we love Russia. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Russia. It just, just sucks that I, I just, the leader has put them into the situation. I just wanted to say Russia, I love you guys, but I'm sorry, this had to be the way it is. Uh, but don't worry, you'll eventually see the Batman. One of these days, shit's going to clear up. <laughs> yes, You're one gonna day. You're going to see the Batman, you know, 2022, you know. it's Use the internet, I'm not going to imply anything, but you think you know what I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, that, that's all. You'll eventually get to see the Batman, just not today. Uh, that being said, speaking of the Batman, AMC announced that they are charging higher prices for strictly the Batman beginning today. Bullshit. I went and checked my local AMC theater and there is exactly a $1 difference in price. It is it is true. Uh, it's, it didn't really give a, a, a dollar amount. It just said it's going to vary from location to location. So I went and checked it out and it's a dollar more for uh, the Batman. Um, now, personally, I have an A-list... So doesn't bother me or affect me either way, but yeah. But you're still, in the minority, Ed. Most people don't have that. Yes, what I'm getting basically. at is it's still bullshit, um, and either they can't even really give um, a reason. My my source here is Jogo.com, by the way, and their source is EW Entertainment Weekly, here. and it's uh it's the quote here is uh, this is all quite novel in the United States, but actually AMC has been doing it for years in our European theaters. Indeed, in Europe, we charge a premium for the best seats in the house, as do we just uh as do just about all other sellers of tickets in other industries. Think sports, events, concerts, and live theater, for example. So they're saying that this is like, uh. <sighs> What are they calling this bullshit? Like a strategy or or a, a, a I, variable? I don't know. Pricing? It's like it's like surge pricing. But here's my thing: like this isn't to me. That's what I thought. It's it was. That's, that's what I thought about to, too. Is surge pricing. 
to me, it's price gouging. Because, I was going to say it's price gouging, dude. <laughs> because you would announce it ahead of time. And if you want to have like a new release fee or a blockbuster, you know, like a big blockbuster movie fee or something where like the hot new movie costs a little bit more, I don't have a problem with that. But just be transparent. It doesn't sound like it's very transparent. It's just they're just going to randomly start they, tacking on a couple extra bucks. And I don't like that. They announced this bullshit two days before the theater hits. Meanwhile, the tickets have been on sale for like a month now. So what are they going to do? Like, what about the people that pre-ordered them already and they got them at, I'm sure someone would have noticed (laughs) a price and even if it's a dollar, like some people, I'm sure someone out of the thousands or millions who pre-ordered their tickets was going to catch on to like a slightly higher price difference. Like you got that buck? Like you walk up to hand your ticket or scan your phone, you got that buck? Where's they just my extra dollar? Pull this out of their ass, <laughs> and it just—I don't know—it's ridiculous. Um, it but did you see that? Like that George Lucas like talked about this like ten years ago, and everybody kind of scoffed at him. Like, there's George yeah. Lucas being George Lucas again. I mean, did he? I don't it, remember this. Yeah, he like he he talked. I mean, he put it. I mean, George says a lot, so he put. Well, that's the that's what everybody kind of wrote it off as. But his idea is that like. It, there's going to be like a handful of these big blockbuster movies every year, and they're going to cost like a hundred dollars to go see. It's going to be like going to an amusement park, and you'll get 3D and 4D and all that shit. Right. But you're going to pay like a pretty penny for it. I mean, they're going to do this for Spielberg, and then Spielberg, like about seven or eight years ago, called the whole day and date thing. So, like, that's been coming up a lot in, in regard to this um, right. this extra. Well, this is going to start happening now with every new release. It's going to be like the oh, yeah. first two weeks. It's going to be a dollar more. Then it'll go down to just normal pricing up until they just change or increase the price, you know, for everything at the theater uh, industry. It's this is the tell of the water, the bat- doing it with the Batman. It's kind of like, all right, let's see what we can get away with. And they know people are going to pay it, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I just want to jump on my soapbox for two seconds. When I went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home, I think I paid seventeen fifty for it. So according to what you're saying, Ed, it is eighteen fifty to see the Batman, correct? Right. Yes. So the Batman is that fucking film that made you guys say we need to start charging more. Like not Spider-Man, the one that you knew was a shoo-in right. to make right. all this bank. I think it's a and reaction it's, to that. I think it's a it, reaction to the Spider-Man, how well it did. Okay. Yeah, well, they're the probably thing, taking themselves for missing the boat on that one. The thing that I also want to point out is why announce this two days before the movie comes out? And for that I, I matter, is that this going to be a is that? Well, I just wanted to skip past that. But here's here's the thing: if it's eighteen fifty to see it, how much is it to buy a digital release movie in HD? It's like it'll, what it'll, it'll twenty be bucks? Nineteen ninety nine. Once it gets released okay, on Pluto so, early, it'll be nineteen ninety nine. Now, so, this is a remember. Keep in mind, Warner Brothers, HBO Max. That makes it even worse. The thing about it is, is like if I'm going to pay eighteen fifty to see a damn movie in the movie theaters, me personally would rather just pay nineteen ninety nine and get it and own it you in like it. six months. You know what I mean? So right now, if it's a, I'm gonna go see the Batman now that opens up the whole like, argument of you know just pros and cons for that whole thing, like you know. Uh, the, the home experience versus the theatrical experience and you know you know it, it, it's 
Well, to, to continue forward, like when it's an AMC movie, like when I go to AMC, it's a theater experience. If I go to like the Regal, it's just I'm going to see a movie on the big screen. So Regal's I can understand this. Regal ain't got Nicole Kidman no, before every theater, uh, you know. <laughs> you know. They also don't have Betty White telling me to silence my fucking phone. No, you don't <laughs> see Cinemark pulling this shit out of their ass and charging a dollar more. Oh, they but will if this goes well. Oh, absolutely. Every <laughs> I mean, channel will start well, doing it's this. Just, it's like a. It's I'm tied on it. I agree with them raising the price because it's a movie theater experience that you get from AMC. Well, then but just raise it for at the, the IM, same just, token. Then, if, hold on a second, Andrew. To, to counter your point, the counter your point, if it's about the experience, then just do it for um, uh, the, the IMAX and the Dolby experiences. If it's a regular theater, then don't charge the no damn dollar difference. Put it towards the IMAX and uh, Dolby up upcharge. I don't. Yeah, if, I if just, you're seeing it in a, little, in a regular theater, you know. There's no experience there. It's no different than a Cinemark theater, than a Regal theater, than a Horizon Cinema theater. It's it's all the same. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't mind paying the extra money for a theater experience, but the two things that just constantly come up in my head when this came in, when the news came out today, is number one, why the fuck Batman? <laughs> like, why Batman? Is Batman. Batman that movie that just pushed you guys over the edge and was like, we need another dollar out of these it's, viewers? It's, it's <laughs> the next big experience. Uh, it's the next big film that come after Spider-Man. It's the next Spider-Man, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but again, they it's weren't doing this. They weren't doing this for Ghostface last month, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess. But And another thing is like this. It's another one of those bitter pills to swallow. Do you want to pay $20 to get it when it comes out in six months, or do you want to pay $20 to see it right then and there? I mean, when it comes to the Batman, yeah, I want to see it right then and there, but I really hope they don't do this pushing forward. You yeah, but I mean? then it becomes a guessing game of when they're going to release it digitally because they, they haven't released that date yet. We don't know when it's going to be coming out digitally. The only thing they've announced is when it comes out on HBO Max, and that's 45 days after the, the 4th. So what's that, like, what, April 19th or some shit? So we know yeah. when it comes out for H. We know when it comes out to HBO Max, which you know you pay ten bucks a month, you're good to go, or however much it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with them charging more if they need to make more money. I know the theater, you know, the movie theaters have taken a beating through COVID. I get all that. It's just the way it's handled. It's to me, it's just like Spider Man did really well. We missed the boat because we weren't charging more because we're afraid people aren't going to come back. Now that we see that, we think Batman's going to be the next one, which it probably will be, or close, you know, at least somewhere in the neighborhood. And let's try to gouge more money. If they would announce this a while back, I really wouldn't have an issue with it. But the way it was handled to me just seems like price gouging to me. All right. So I think we can all agree. Price gouging. All right. Let's move on. (laughs) So speaking of Ghostface, Nev Campbell's been approached for Scream 6. Surprise, surprise, Sydney. Um, no. Uh, this, one's got to ask themselves, when does it become I ridiculous? I was going to say that is... <laughs> like, I guess she lives through the other one. I The fifth one, I haven't seen it. It's, it's like, okay, uh, at what point does this become a joke in itself? Um... How many times I think it already did that. can this person go through a copycat situation? You know, it's, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I I thought 
Scream I mean, five I, was a fitting end. If they're gonna do six, I'm all on board. Listen, I'm all on board with the Scream Six without the legacy characters. Okay? We don't need that no more. Let's we've moved on from them. Okay? It's time well, for new people that can become their own legacy characters. Because I'm sure that there is no stop in this franchise for the foreseeable future. Um not that it's like bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars at the box office, but or hundreds of millions of dollars, sorry. But, <laughs> I was going to um, say, damn, I think it brought that much. <laughs> shut up. Um, you know what I meant. Um, but it, it's still, when you compare it to the budget for this one, it's definitely um, a box office hit. So, no surprise that the sixth one got greenlit so quickly, and um, I would not be shocked to see this out in theaters by this time next year. Would not be. I'm just waiting to see, like, this time, it's her maid coming after. Like, it, it, I don't know. To me, it's just a well, little too much. Like, if they want to keep making sequels, that's fine. But I don't know well, why. I, I kind of realized. It's be centered around her. I, I kind of realized after I brought this up that it's kind of hard to have this conversation with three people that haven't seen the film. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen it twice. I'm not, not bragging. I'm just saying it's, it's a good movie. I'll say I'm, this much. I... I, I really enjoyed Scream 4 when it came out, what, 10 years ago or something. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was absolutely magnificent. Um, I, and I, I, I liked it. what I saw from the fifth one. I definitely liked the well, previews that I saw, the story that it was telling. Like I was cool with it. But do we need another, another, another one? This is kind of where we're at, I suppose. Well, it's hard for you guys to chime in because you don't know what happens in 5. Okay. Uh, I'll put it out there. They've done a good job of you know keeping... Uh, spoiler plot points, whatever you want to call them, like kind of lid tight. Um, there's definitely some things from the film that has not gotten out there. Like everyone knows now that, you know, Toby and Andrew show up in Spider-Man No Way Home after all. Not that, not that we were doubting it. Spoiler, <laughs> sorry guys, sorry. Shit. There's another Spider-Man movie? If you didn't know that two years ago, you're kind of out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, I I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not really surprised, but there's a bunch of stuff uh, from this movie, big plot points that have surprisingly not been revealed yet. I don't see like memes on Twitter and shit like that about stuff like I do for Spider Man. So I don't know. Like, um, um, I guess I should have thought before bringing this up. You guys have not seen it, so I'm gonna move on. Um, no, I mean. It's- it's understandable. Yeah, okay. Still well, news tidbits for people that have seen it. Well, yeah. I'll shift to a news article that shares the same name, Scream, right? And when I say Scream this time, I'm referring to Scream Factory and Shout Factory, which, boy, they had an announcement this week. Um, they had their May uh, re- announcements for their, their May slate. Um it's a, the majority of it is actually stuff that have been put out previously that have just gotten the 4K treatment. So, good news for me. Uh, Candyman, Life Force, The Craft, and Escape from New York all got, are all getting uh, 4K restorations. Um, Shout Factory. Escape from New York is like a special set, right? Isn't that what I saw? It's like a special Yeah, thing. they're doing a similar Nate thing Kliskin to what edition. they they're doing a similar thing to what they did with the Halloween edition uh, 4K last year with um, 
They have the the, the enamel pins from Gutter Garbs. They have a seven inch uh, record uh, in this nice little box that all comes in. And then of course you get the movie and the poster. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm not a pin collector, so it's not my bag, and I don't have a record player, so the seven inch means squat to me. So I will just be what an obscure B4K. treasure to include in it. Well, they've been doing this often. The, uh, Scream Factory does this for a lot of pre-orders. They throw in, especially if it's a John Carpenter um, edition or film that they're putting out. Like they did something similar with uh, They Live. Like I said, Halloween. Now we're doing Escape from New York. So, um, I was surprised to see the craft. Um, Me too. Just because I thought I kind of thought that they lost the rights to that. I guess not. Um, life. Force, I do have a sub question when you're done explaining all of this. Sure, Life Force. I was also kind of surprised to see because again, I thought they lost the uh the the rights. I thought they went out of print. But now Life Force is different because Life Force has a director's cut that is not going to be in 4K because the director's cut scenes that were uh imposed into the restoration were not from the original film so they didn't worry about just turning that into 4k or remastering that so it's just a theatrical cut of life force i'm not gonna pretend like i've ever seen life before before i've it's it's all my my list of movies i gotta see or i want to see at least um I don't understand the love alien for it. alien vampires. I don't know. A lot of people love the shit out of it. It's been a lot of I know. love I've, the last it, couple years. It's called Life Force. Life it's a Force. weird Toby, movie. Toby Hooper movie. It's Toby Hooper. Yeah, it's a, it's a Toby Hooper movie. sci-fi movie. Oh Jesus Christ! That okay. was um, that's all I needed. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it was like his big project. Like he was like it was like his passion project. I yeah, guess. he made like, it yeah. hugely budgeted. It was I mean, hey, same, that's a low-key compliment. Don't get me wrong. It was made at the same time <laughs> as Return of the Living Dead. Um, there's a big... Listen, go back to that episode and listen to the story uh, that involves Life Force. But other than that, um, Candyman, I think everyone who's in on like the, the inside sources of as far as like what movies are coming out for uh, boutique labels and shit like that. Uh, Candyman has already been announced for uh, the Arrow, all the international um, rights holders or territories were getting this cool box set that I was actually going to get. And then Scream was like, ah, we're going to put it out in 4K too. And as a matter of fact, I think it's the same day and date. I think they're both coming out on May 24th. Um, so those were the Scream Factory announcements for May. And then um, for May. And then Shout Factory announced uh femme fatale which is a uh de palma film from like 20 years ago coming out on blu-ray for the first time uh a film with antonio banderas and rebecca romaine stamos justin you a big femme fatale fan i never i i don't the last de palma i probably have seen is snake eyes and i don't even know that i've ever seen that all the way through oh wow yeah, I, I rested Femme Fatale uh, when I was at the Blockbuster, but I don't really remember anything about it. Um, so, yeah. Um, Ghost in the Darkness is finally making its Blu-ray debut because it's a Paramount release, and they've got that that license with uh, Paramount right now, Scream Factory. 
And then uh, for the first time also on Blu-ray is previous episode two for the money with al pacino and matthew mcconaughey which i'm excited Woo-hoo. for i'm a big fan of that movie like i said go back and check that episode out from last year's mcconaughey event yeah two for the money is finally coming out on blu-ray thanks to shout factory now something else i want to mention uh this was not uh, a part of the shot release for may but a lot of um uh, online stores like uh, Diabolique DVD and uh, Grindhouse and even Amazon have links to a shot release of Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans f- coming on March 10th or May 10th I believe but shot didn't announce that so I wouldn't be surprised if that got uh, delayed so at least we know that they're putting out Bulletproof at some point um. <laughs> so yeah, a, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, May's chock full of other big releases as well, and it goes. It's more than just Scream and Arrow. Um. What else did Arrow announce? Um, that I was just like, ooh. Um, Twelve Monkeys is coming out, but that wasn't what they announced. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, I, okay. Uh, side note. Let's go back to the side note real quick. What exactly? How like do these guys pay for the rights to the film and they release yes. it in 4K? They have okay. rights. They it's because they a they contract. pick the most obscure films and they obviously do that purposely. That's why I was just curious. Like obviously, there's no third party applicant. They are, I would assume, these the people that are been, buying. Well, they've it been doing a lot. It. They've been doing a lot of re-releases. Era's been doing the exact same thing. Like they've got next month coming out RoboCop in 4K and American Werewolf in London. Two releases that just in the last two years got big box limited edition Blu-rays. And now the exact same limited edition sets are coming out, except they're in 4K. Because they um, still have the rights. Right, exactly. Okay. I mean, sometimes right. sometimes they'll lose the rights, but... Um, no, no, it's understandable. It comes, goes, but... Yeah, yeah. that's why you see I didn't the know if like up. WB is paying these guys to, you know what I mean? Right. I didn't exactly. know if they were a third-party applicant or their own shelling company that are putting this out out of passion. Yeah, they they pretty much lease the movies. That's why, and I, I always have to remind Sean this because every time I tell him I get a Screen Factory movie, he's always like, "Ooh, you got it." That means you're gonna have the digital copy on Voodoo. I'm like, "No, dude, they don't have the rights to digital." That's why they <laughs> yeah, never they have never digital codes. Digital. No, never. It's probably ever. Sean wouldn't know that as a collector. He should. As many that. times I've told him. So, I'm happy with the announcements, you know, and just, it's a good time to be a, you know, fan of physical media in general, so. Um, Indy 5 has wrapped. Do we care? Nah. No. This is fucking Indy 5? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm is, kidding. I, I'm year? kidding. I knew about that. No, I'm, like, okay, I'm kidding. I know about that. Yeah. Harrison Ford's in it though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, my money is already in the bank ready for it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I mean he broke, he, didn't he like break his leg or something I, like that? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he broke his leg a couple of times in the past. No, couple I'm not. Of I'm years. not even kidding. He literally broke something, and they had yeah, to he, broke, he broke something. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, 
But I, I mean, I'm a diehard Indiana Jones fan. I fucking love Indiana Jones. Like I even defended Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. But I feel like this is going to be the one where I'm just uh, shut up. Yeah, I, listen to me. I know, I know the wrong things I do. Okay, I just do them. I'm but glad you've the, chosen to never defend that movie around me. But, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't actively defend it, but I'm just saying, like, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I had a good time at the movie theaters. I didn't buy it when it came out on DVD. You but, know what? You know, I had fun seeing <laughs> it. I'm happy that you actually had fun with that movie. I really am. Because you were in the very, very, very minority, my friend. But that's <laughs> Fair okay. enough. I oh, that's, love that's the totally fact fun. that you had fun with it. I mean that. I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm I love to know that if I walk into you. a bar and Harrison Ford is there, and I look at him you and I tell thank him I like him for and, hopping and, in and that will, refrigerator. And he, will ju- and he will literally look at me and be like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I will I, I saw Indy 4 in theaters as well and I will never Same. forget this as long as I live like I remember it was me and my brother we saw it it was a packed house the lights come back up after the spaceship flies off and everybody's <laughs> like what the fuck and the guy oh, next yeah. to me is like the guy there's two guys next to me and the guy's like so what'd you think and the other guy that was next to me is like what the fuck was that? And he said it like really loud. And just yeah. I started laughing and I, I'll just never forget that. He's just like, what the fuck was that? And oh, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Oh yeah. So I, I, yeah, I refuse to turn this into a fucking crystal skull conversation. So but we should not <laughs> um, do no. that. Save we it for should the totally episode. not do that. Yeah. We should definitely do an episode on it. Well, yeah, I'm maybe. Maybe. all right. Well, I'm not. So, that being I said, mean, look, I'll put it to you this way, okay? Harrison Ford re- redid Han Solo. I loved his performance in Force Awakens. He had a small part in Blade Runner. I loved his performance in Blade Runner. Fuck it. I'll give him a chance. You do that, brother. I will. I have hope. You and then I will sit here and in denial brag about it through my You teeth. give it the same love, <laughs> respect, and appreciation that you gave that fucking spaceship movie, okay? <laughs> Um. So yeah, I, I so I, we we got to move along. I I refuse to keep talking about this goddamn movie. So, Beetlejuice two. We'll do a podcast on it right now. Let's start this. Beetlejuice two. <laughs> I'll say that one more time. Beetlejuice two. Is this movie finally going to happen? Nah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm getting conflicting reports. I've read a couple that have said that it's in the bag, that they're trying to get Keaton and Ryder and Burton, and they're, they're aiming to do the production this when summer. When you say they, who? Warner Brad Brothers. Pitt's company, and Brad right? Pitt's company. Uh, uh, Plan, Plan B. B. Plan B. What a the, way to name The Departed, shout out. I mean, they produced The Departed. But no, yeah. Beetlejuice was, um, it was a thing. You know, that I I I put it this way: I never wanted a sequel to Beetlejuice. Yeah, it doesn't. No. I've never ever said we have got to get a sequel for that. I, I'm sorry, and the fact that there's been this like Beetlejuice goes Hawaii or whatever the fuck it's been I've heard about over the years. Like you can just. Take that shit. I'm intrigued. What, why, why exactly is Beetlejuice going to Hawaii? I don't give a fuck why he's going to, Be- <laughs> why he's going to Hawaii. Because he's Beetlejuice, I guess. I don't know. He's. I don't know. I don't Not know. my Beetlejuice. The cartoon was good. The cartoon was good for me. That was enough. I, I remember when I was young. I loved the movie. I watched look, the cartoon. It was, was good. The cartoon was good. It was an event 
for 1988, not sure how it's going to work 20 or 35 years later. I don't know. I'm, I'm out on Beetlejuice too. I'm sorry. Unless something happens and you can whip up a great film that's going to surprise me, I, I don't know. Then by all means, go for it. But to, to sit here and actually tell you guys that I'm excited, that, that I'm excited, please, I can't wait for production to start, like, no. I could give two shits about a Beetlejuice too. So, um, and finally, just wanted to say rest in peace to uh, actor Ned Eisenberg from uh, The Burning. Speaking of old I slashers. I just rewatched that like a couple months ago. I, I was thinking of that. I was like, wow. When you yeah. when you mentioned that name, I, that's what I like. The first thing that popped into my head, The Burning. And The Exterminator. That was his first movie. I had a Genty movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just found this out today that Adam Marcus, the director of Jason Goes to Hell, was actually his nephew. And he was kind of like, he had this little tribute to him on his Instagram. And apparently he revealed that he was blind in one eye, but we never knew. So I don't know. Well, I know him. I know him and it's a guilty pleasure, but I was a big fan of law and order SVU. See, I I knew Uh, he was on that. I, I knew him from, uh, Roger. I think his name was in that show. If I don't, if I'm, I I liked him in the burning, the exterminator and moving violations. Like to me, like you know, I that's where I a, know him from. Yes, he was an '80s guy, man. Yeah, through and through, he was an '80s guy. So, um, yeah, it's just it just sucks. But you know, apparently he had uh, lung cancer. I think it was. Yeah. I didn't even know he was yeah. sick. But that a lot of these actors, you know, that they they keep don't it, talk about exactly. It. Yeah. So. Kind yeah, of you don't see him thing. on Ellen like I got cancer. You know, it's just not feel bad for me. Like, whoa, what the I fuck? I got the cancer. <laughs> not exactly something you just openly talk about. So yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's unfortunate. Just just want to throw an R.I.P. out there. So um, hey, I know that this wasn't on the list, but did you guys see the whole Sam Elliott thing? I did, but I've I'm I've, I've avoiding that one. Power of yeah, that kind of oh, okay, like yeah. Dog. I got Not only that, yeah, but I, I kind of just want to avoid that. I just want to kind of tiptoe, uh, you know, away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for obvious reasons, just because of things that he said, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Sam, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I want to do a special category that I didn't even tell you guys. It's so special. I purposefully did not tell you guys about this one. You know how a couple weeks back we mentioned our old boy, Bruce Willis. Old Brucey boy. We love Bruce Willis <laughs> on this show, don't we? We fucking love Bruce Willis. <laughs> do you? Well, it's being sarcastic, <laughs> Andrew. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just got to just new category just for Bruce. Call it's you know it's it's a little category about this week with Bruno that I'm calling Bruno down in Hollywood. Secret agent man, agent man, giving you a number, taking away your name. People are like, "What the fuck is Bruno?" Look it up. Just Google. Bruce Willis, The Return of Bruno. That's all you got to do. 
So he's got I'm a film coming out right today. Now. He's got a film coming out today. Did you guys know that? Hit, hit red That's boxes right. everywhere. Red boxes on demand. Your voodoo's everywhere, baby. I was going to say, it's a weekday, so, you know, makes sense he would have a movie coming out today. <laughs> it's a musical album. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What kind of on. musical album is it? It says R&B and pop. It's but it jazz. also said hip hop. No, it's jazz. Oh, Jesus Christ. So it's none of these things. Bruce got the soul in the 80s. He's got hair. Well, that too. We knew that. <laughs> no. Um, so he's got a film coming out today, Friday, March 4th, called A Day to Die. And it is co starring Frank Grillo and the great Kevin Dillon. So the plot to A Day to Die follows a disgraced parole officer that is indebted to a local gang leader and is forced to pull off a series of dangerous drug heists within 12 hours in order to pay the $2 million he owes, rescue his kidnapped wife, and settle a score with the city's corrupt police chief who is working with the gang leader and double who double-crossed him years ago. I wonder who who fucking Bruce yeah who Bruce is playing. I wonder who Never Bruce is playing. He actually get up out of a chair at any time during the movie. So I I don't know, man. Bruce can either be the parole officer or he can be the uh, corrupt police chief who was on set for like a day and a half and made more money than everyone on you know the whole film. What's Frank Grillo's story? Like, he does real movies. Why is he appearing in something like he that? He does a little bit of both, dude. He dips his toes in both bodies of water. You'll see him in, like, a big... like he'll be, You'll see him in, like, a cop shop, or you'll see him in a, a purge, or the following week, because I think he's done, like, four or five of these goddamn Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> oh, he has. No, he I'm has. not even making that up. You can see Corey agrees. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm going to point something out as soon as you guys are done talking. No, oh, whatever you got to say, say it. Okay, I have not looked at Bruce Willis's dis- or filmography in I don't know how long. So, look, I am on Internet Movie Database, and I am – so, Ooh. first of all, he has starred in, like, 25 fucking movies in the past three years, even during the <laughs> pandemic. Oh, I also yeah. want to point out that every single one of these movies, if you look at the cover, they're literally the same covers over and over <laughs> and yeah. over again. Like, yeah. oh, my – who the Stock fuck is photo. producing these shitty-ass Bruce Willis films? Like, what's going on? <laughs> we talked about it last week, Andrew, but I'll okay. just say check out the Red Letter Media video that Justin brought up last week. It'll cover – it's an hour. It's half It'll in the cover bag. the whole thing. It's and, the newest half yeah. of the bag episode. It's all the all twelve Bruce Willis movies he's put out in the last two years. <laughs> I literally Bruce have Willis to scroll down. Like I've got this I big mean, thirty-two inch television as my second monitor, and as I'm scrolling down, I still in the 2019s. What the fuck is going can, on right now? <laughs> Bruce is, and so he's got rel- all these completed, completed, completed post production, post production, post production, post like pre production. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, Bruce, Bruce is putting out so much work consistently that we can make this a monthly category for the show, and we can stay up up the beat with up to date with all of his movies because he puts out fuck. We can do twelve episodes of this or or twelve uh mentions or or whatever, and like I guarantee you that man's gonna have. 12 new movies come out this calendar year. We will have enough films to match the material. That's how consistent Bruce Willis is. It's so weird what happened to his career. It is odd. It is so fucking odd. 
There's a like there's a handful. And it's and it's not even Cusack him. It's not just him. Cusack. Now now Mel Gibson's doing it. Like it's it's like we mentioned Frank Grillo. It's but there's like um Bevan Sawa um. John Travolta is doing that. Yeah, Travolta. Now. Yeah, Travolta does them. Uh, it, it, Morgan Freeman from time to time will pop up in one of these kind of movies. <laughs> Cage um, started it off. Cage. I was going to say Nicholas Cage seriously started this bullshit. Cage. Yeah. Like <laughs> Cage is a special case. He marches to his own beat. Okay. Well, and he, plus he had like millions of dollars of tax. When you've sat too, down right? and watched yeah, the Prisoners of the Ghostland, then you can talk about that man's career. Um, I have a question. Has anybody seen Pig, and is it worth my time? Yes, it, it is. is absolutely worth yes, your time. Fantastic worth. performance. Yep. Okay. Fantastic I movie. I own it's, it. I can see, that's, it on you. that's the thing with Cage. That's the thing with Cage. He still tries in some films, and that one is one of them, and it was excellent. I know some people said it was boring and there's nothing to it. That's not true at all. It, 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 if you like films like where there's a good performance... And sure. you can really dig into it. You're going to like oh, yeah. it because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it and, looked really fucking more, good. So that's why I was curious. And one more films, thing. Like and one more thing I want to add before we jump uh, topic is just this this copy and paste plot. This You see the same plot in all of these movies. It's like guy has a career. Guy gets screwed over. Guy has to do one more job to, you know, save the day or rescue, you know, her his kidnapped so and so or or save the ex wife who's got a gun to her head. It's like it, it and it's I don't know how they end because I don't watch any of them. So please <laughs> do tell us if if you know there's something that we're missing because I have not sat down and watched a single one of these movies. And they appear to like be like sub sci-fi channel production value so like i don't even understand who enjoys them like now granted i say this as somebody who will watch any shitty canon movie from the 80s but i mean <laughs> I, I just don't get who who likes these things and who who keeps watching them enough that it, it warrants putting another one out and half of them are like filmed over in bulgaria and shit as well, yeah. I mean, they're done on the they're done dirt cheap apparently yeah, I think new zealand there's never like here Bruce- in the states yeah, no, they're like East, they're like in Eastern Europe. I think they film them. I, I think Bruce Willis's salary is the the biggest part of the budget. It is, yeah. And I I have a theory. Maybe this will do well in Russia now. All the other big studios <laughs> right. are out. Oh. This will crush it. Well, Seagal's another one. Like he's been doing this. He he's actually been doing it even longer than Cage. I think he might be the the granddaddy of this sort of thing. Yeah. All right, let's talk coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. Because there were a couple of trailers that I I caught this week. Uh, one of them dropped today. Uh, Bullet Train. Were you guys able to check out the trailer for Bullet Train with Brad Pitt? Yeah, I yeah. heard Just about it. I'm sorry, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. Uh, Justin. Yeah, I saw it. Thoughts? Uh, it looks good. I, it looks real good. It looks actually. fun. Like I, yeah, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Um, David Leach is that how you say his name? Is Leach, Leach, Leach? It looks Leech. like Leach. Leech. It might be yeah. Leach, but I think it's like not. He Leech. um, he's like hit or miss for me. Like I love John Wick. 
Uh, I love Deadpool 2, but I didn't care for Atomic Blonde. Um, never saw Hobbs and Shaw, but th- this looks really good. And it's, it's, I'm interested to see Brad Pitt do his sort of John Wick thing. That's like, it, it, it's our, it, it's getting close to like being tiresome now watching actors do that, but um, I, I'm sort of excited to see Brad Pitt do it. Yeah, I never necessarily thought that Brad Pitt ever lost his edge or, or lost any edge for that matter. It's, I know he's in his 50s now, but I, I feel like the guy's still like in his mid 30s doing his thing, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, it looks fun. I think it looks like a like a ball of fun. Um, I could have sworn this was a Netflix movie, but no. To my surprise, it's Sony's doing it, and it comes out, you know, in the theaters. Um, so we'll have that experience uh, as opposed to just thrown at home, you know, a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The film, and I feel like we've done this whole one versus a whole league or for a whole house or building full of assassins or whatever. The plot is sort of familiar, but I, I won't be damned if this doesn't look like a, like I said, a big ball of fun. It just, and I think Brad Pitt has a sense of humor and style that just works. That's different. That kind of like separates him from other actors doing shit like this. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how that pans out. Like, uh, at f- every movie that I've been to in, in the theaters for the last two months has had that Lost City trailer with Shannon Tatum and Sandra Bullock. And then, oh, like, that the, thing looks like a piece of shit. Yeah, but the t- it does. But the tail end of the trailer always has that big Brad Pitt cameo, and I always get a, you know a chuckle out of that. And he looks like you know he just looks like a natural action star. So, yeah, it yeah. seems like something they should have saved for the actual, like, save the surprise. But right, movie, apparently, it's, it's, just, it's so just a cameo. Yeah, like, if you go to IMDb or his the wiki page for the film, like, his character doesn't even have a name. Right. So, there, it'll probably be a thing where like he comes and it looks like he's gonna save the day, but then like on the way out, they'll pan to him and he's got like a bolt wound in his side and he dies or something. They'll find a way to kill him off in a funny way or some bullshit. Who knows? That that film just looks it does not look funny at all. So yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna find out because I don't think I'm ever gonna see that. So <laughs> you'll you yeah, have to tell me what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't see myself checking that one out. So I think I'll just stay home, watch How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, the. As far as me, like I thought the trailer looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, what you think? Train. I was gonna say, I was like, I don't know, you're just gonna move on without talking to me or Andrew, but um, <laughs> I thought it looked entertaining. Uh, I liked what Brad, the energy Brad Pitt was bringing. Like, you know, he wants to be like positive and, you know, just yeah. be a good person, but then he's like uh, either like a burglar or a hitman or you know or whatever. He for can hire. land a joke. He's got comedic timing. Yeah. And I like at the end of the trailer when he's like, I'll I'll destroy you for what you did to my family. He's like, I don't even know you. Yeah. And he's like getting thrown over the bar. Like it, it just looks like it's gonna be like funny. I like the a, a lot of the supporting cast look good. Like I saw um what's her name from the Joey conjuring? King. Uh Joey King. Joey K, yeah. 
She uh, it was weird to see her, her as this badass assassin with a British accent. Can we? Can we? One thing, real quick. Speaking of that, can we stop with the American actors with foreign accents or playing foreign characters, whatever it may be? Can we please fucking stop that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't like it, but that's just me. maybe that's just a gimmick in the movie. Maybe that's just a cover. You don't know. And that's why I kind of like stopped myself and or chose or you know reworked my words mid sentence um, when I said all that because who knows how it's gonna pan out. But what I'm looking at watching this trailer is a bunch of American actors with foreign accents, and I'm like, God damn it! But like I said, we'll see how it pans out this summer. I think it comes out in July. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. So, Andrew, before we move on to the last trailer that we watched this week, how about your thoughts? Did you watch the trailer for Board Train? Hello, Andrew. Are you here? Are you there, Andrew? Well, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> muted this whole fucking time. That's funny. I was actually trying to make a point, but I was waiting for you to get finished. The point that I was trying to make is like a majority of like see, British Andrew actors. Said they're having a conversation with themselves. The I was. Fucking white I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm sitting here staring at my puppy. He's fucking sleeping on the couch. Why aren't these I'm fucking like, guys responding to, to me? Why am I not being that. heard? <laughs> I was getting heated too. I was about to just jump in and just be like, "No, I'm gonna cut you off." No, I'm just kidding. Oh, so, uh, to to tack on to what you were saying, like. I don't know. There was like a long, like I want to say for like 10 years, British actors were just hitting Hollywood all over and they were using American accents. So like, it's kind of the same difference in a way. Um, I don't know if necessarily know if I like disagree with it or whatever, but I get what you're saying. Like if it's a British actor, it should be a British actor or whatever, but right. it kind of works the same way, you know? Yeah. Like uh, Guy Ritchie movie, Gentleman. What's his yeah. face? Um, from Succession. Uh, nah, guy. No, not Matthew McConaughey. Nah, from Succession. Jeremy Strong plays a character with a fucking British accent, and I'm like, definitely American. So, right. <laughs> I thought he was the American monopoly in that movie. of <laughs> the monopoly of fantastic British actors. Oh, that's right. He's flamboyant. Like, that's right. I was just, <laughs> I was just pointing to the fact that he's, I don't know. You're right, Corey. Uh, I stand corrected. So, the final Morbius trailer. Well, hold on. Hold on. I want to talk about the trailer. I didn't see it, no. But I will say this. Um, Brad Pitt. Wait, wait, what? I'm sorry. Wait, 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 what are we talking about then? You didn't see it. What the fuck? I just want to point out the fact that Brad Pitt has is hilarious. Like He, he has comedic value like no other. So Ooh, when I Watch saw the trailer. I guarantee the, you'll laugh. That's all the trailer for the trailer. I might be able to read about it. You never know. All right. Well, Morbius, the final trailer. This is like, what, the fucking sixth trailer overall they've released for this movie? Uh, I feel like I've heard of this movie for like eight years now. The sixth trailer and the fourth rework. It's like they started production of this movie after Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. It's been that long. I just think Jared Leto filmed it right after Requiem for a Dream or something. <laughs> Jared Leto was <laughs> so fucking long. Jared Leto was a wee boy when they started talking about this. 
Oh shit, that's funny as hell. Um, no, I mean, I could give two shits about this movie, to be honest with you. And the fact that they're still, like, doubled down on this whole Michael Keaton, you know, Vulture character being a part of it, after we've already seen Spider-Man and how that pans out, I, 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 Whoa, I don't know. Whoa, I haven't seen Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Have you not, really? You know, he hasn't. Nah, I don't, I can't, I don't really go to the theaters. Oh, I guess, so, yeah, neither do yeah. I. That was just the one exception I had in the past two and a half years or whatever have you. Andrew's like, you I went when there was like, real? I, also, no, 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 Andrew, I, 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 I don't I mean, go to I the agree. theaters. No, I, I agree. I waited for like a week and a half after Spider-Man. No, it was like gotcha. two weeks after Spider-Man came um, out and I went in like basically an empty theater. I'll just say this, 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 this final Morbius trailer looks no different than the third Morbius trailer or the first Morbius trailer or the second Morbius trailer or the eighth Morbius trailer. <laughs> yep. It looks like it looks all the a same. generic watered down PG-13 vampire movie. Jared Leto's in it. Cool. I, I don't know. I, I've never been a Morbius fan, so this just doesn't. I'm not excited. This either. does not you're, get me going for any reason whatsoever. No, you're you're not the only one. I'm not excited either. Just I'm not. No too offense, keen on the Morbius Venom. fans out there. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to be bad or anything. I wasn't a huge fan of either of the I Venom am. movies. Yeah, I, I. I mean, they're okay. You're a fan of like, the Venom I, films, is what you're saying. No, I'm not. I, no, Ed, I mean, I don't, said I am. No, I'm talking about the. Uh, I was. Never mind. I'm saying it's a um, bad movie, or it looks like a bad movie. Okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of the Venom movies, and this looks more in the same vein. And also, what really sealed me for not being too excited, I looked up like the writer, and he did Dracula Untold, and that alone tells me right there this movie is probably <laughs> going to be mediocre because I remember how bland and mediocre that movie was so you mean the classic yeah, i'm not excited at all the classic lucas what the hell is his name what's that guy's I name who played him lucas or owen i, I don't know oh uh yeah i don't know i can't remember that. <laughs> that's how good he is <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know his hell name. yeah the great lucas or owen the the, the memorable <laughs> the memorable dracula untold <laughs> <laughs> it was untold, all right. Oh, shit. Unseen. Was that part of like the Tom Cruise mummy, like universal reprising they were trying to do? Or am I thinking of something? I think else? they were going to yeah, tie sure. it in together or something like that. Yeah. Because the first one was the Who mummy. knows? So, I don't know. All right. Gentlemen, who are we canceling this week? Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. I wonder what they did. Corey, who are you canceling this week? Well, the obvious answer would be Putin just because of what's going on with uh, Ukraine. But I had one um, in the back of my head that I really wanted to say is I want to cancel any of you motherfuckers that are on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> that ask a million goddamn questions about a fucking $5 item. <laughs> I cannot stand that shit. We have been trying to we have been trying to get rid of some of my son's like baby right. toys oh, yeah. and like oh, baby yes. things I on Facebook Marketplace. Yep. I mean, like my wife, it's on my wife's account. I mean, her phone is like blowing up and we're not selling like hundreds of dollars items. Like it's like right. this little stuff. But then the kicker to the everything that really pushed it over the edge was 
we it was like one of those baby gyms like where the baby lays on their back yeah, and there's yeah, toys yeah. that hang over them yeah well we had it advertised for 10 bucks the person comes to pick it up they're like where's the play mat at play mat what play mat my wife took the picture for the gym on our son's huge like 16 by 10 foot <laughs> play mat in our living room <laughs> that thing costs 200 fucking dollars we're not selling that for 10 dollars. Oh. are you out of your mind you thought that was coming with it when it said nothing in the description and i was just like oh my god dealing with this shit my wife was like we're just donating this shit i don't even want to deal with it it's oh, not yeah. worth the 80 bucks we're gonna get out of it that's what we so seriously people on facebook marketplace just make it easy Come on. Especially when you're paying like fucking five to ten dollars for an item. Like it's this is not like a, a big massive financial decision that we have to, yeah. you know, ask twenty questions for over, you know? Yeah, we're not selling like an uh nine point eight graded Charizard edition one or some shit that's <laughs> worth like twenty thousand dollars. We're selling like right. old baby shit. Come on. Exactly. Uh Andrew, you're new to this. Who yes. you canceled this week? Uh, this week, again, I agree with Corey. I wanted to say Putin, and I wanted to go on a political tirade about it, but I'm not, because that's not really what this is about, and I really don't feel like putting my feelings out there on the internet like that. But this week, I'm canceling AMC, because fuck you guys making me pay an extra goddamn dollar for Batman. I get the fact that it's just a dollar. I get the fact that it's just a dollar, but if I have to get on my soapbox for a goddamn it's second, we're talking one dollar. No, we're talking one dollar over Batman, over Batman. Batman, nothing more than that. Like we're talking like we just three months ago had Spider-Man, a film that is potential to be top three selling films of all time. And you hit me with Batman. You're like one more dollar, (laughs) one more fucking dollar to see Batman. I will give you not killing Martha Wayne, but one more dollar. You get you got to pay one more dollar. Like, fuck, man, I would have. Look, man, I would have taken seeing Uncle Ben get slaughtered again over fucking paying an extra dollar for Batman. Like, come on, man. Give me a goddamn bone. This is bullshit. How much extra? And it's not, and it's not that it's a dollar. It's the goddamn principle of the fact that it's just Batman. Like, I'm excited <laughs> as fuck for this film. Don't get me wrong. But what in the holy mother of fuck? Why Batman? Hey, <laughs> I'm Batman. Hey, you I, got need my, nerds I need like my me. extra dollar. Where's my dollar? <laughs> fucking where's my dollar? Where's justice and my dollar? Who are you? I'm one extra dollar. Well, bullshit. Fuck you guys. I'm canceling Vladimir Putin this week for obvious reasons. I apologize to our Russian listeners, but your country sucks right now. It's nothing personal. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, I've got to go by what's right. And the handling of Ukraine definitely is not right. So... I mean, I know I can speak for my brothers right now and saying that we stand for Ukraine and we're keeping them in our T's and P's during this fucked up time. That's all I've got to say on the subject. Sorry for getting I feel all like pretty much everybody week. on the planet that isn't Russia is with Ukraine. So I'm, I'm sorry for getting all political this week, but it was it was necessary. And I hope we didn't upset or turn anyone away from the podcast because of that. Next week will be a lot less political. I give you all my word. Justin, who you canceling, buddy? Hey, I don't know. I, I don't have a goal. It's like I usually walk around angry at somebody or something I all know. the time. But started this whole thing. Like I haven't really been pissed at anybody. It's it's like you're ruining my mojo, actually. I think. <laughs> but, um I don't know. Like I'm actually like just flipping through like an entertainment page trying to find something to cancel so that 
<laughs> Beetlejuice 2 and this Madonna biopic. Let's cancel those two. before Fuck they even that get on Madonna biopic. What's that? I said, fuck that, Diane. <laughs> that Madonna biopic. Uh, <laughs> fuck that Madonna. <laughs> fucking Diane. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking great. All right, then. Weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Justin, you go first, buddy. What are you recommending? Um, so I got two. Um, I finally watched Postcards from the Edge. I'd never seen that before. Um, it was one of those nights when there just really wasn't anything on and I didn't feel like flipping around anymore. And it was actually, I caught it from the middle. Unofficially about Carrie Fisher, right? Yeah. It's, it's more or less Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, um, which makes it interesting. And it's Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine playing them. And they're both fantastic in it. Yes. So I'm Um, told. Yeah, it's it, it it is it's a good movie. And then it came on again the other night, actually right before we did the departed. I that's I watched that and then we then came up here and did that. <laughs> Got you in the um, mood for the departed. Yeah, right. A little um, postcards on the edge. Yeah, but no, it's good. If you've never seen it, go back and watch it. Directed by Mike Nichols. Um, good supporting cast. Um, it's funny. I don't know. It's it's just it's worth a look. But the one that really I found most interesting this week is have you guys ever seen Ganja and Hess or even heard no, of it? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. It it gets labeled in it it gets labeled a black exploitation movie a lot and it's it's a, a vampire movie ostensibly so it gets kind of lumped in with Blackula and it couldn't be more different than that. It's almost at times like an avant-garde or experimental movie but it's just really interesting and it's super, super low budget. And there are times where the low budget shows and it, and it kind of is like, man, I'm watching some low budget shit. And there's other times where it gives it this real kind of dream, like, and like an impressionistic quality. It's really interesting. And um, it got me thinking about this Spike Lee movie that I called half of a few years ago on cable called the sweet blood of Jesus. It's kind of like a Spike Lee movie that nobody's ever heard of. And I'm like, man, this, this reminds Ganja and Hess reminds me a lot of that. And, and looking into it, the sweet blood of Jesus is actually a remake of Ganja and Hess. So now I, I want to go back and even though I thought it was pretty terrible from what I saw of it, I want to go back and rewatch the sweet blood of Jesus. But um, if you're into just, you know, off kilter, I, I hesitate to even call it a horror movie, but it, it is about like people who need to go out and drink blood. Um Check it out. It's from early seventies, and uh, you'll probably see it under the black exploitation section. And if that's not your thing, I, I love black exploitation, so that it wasn't a turnoff for me. Um, but I thought it was going to be silly, and it's not at all. It's it's not at all a silly movie. So check it out if you're into that sort of thing. All right, cool. Um, Andrew, what do you want to recommend for the audience? So I wanted to wait for everything to be calmed down, but I've never heard of black exploitation before. And I'm sitting here looking at Blackula. Wait, wait, really? <laughs> wait a minute. Never heard of the genre. You've never heard of the I've genre of black exploitation? No, I mean, I would assume. Superfly, Dolomite. Yeah, Dolomite. Dolomite, yeah. Dolomite huge. They just wow. remade that, right? Was no, that Eddie, it was a biopic. It was an Eddie Murphy. Eddie made a movie biopic. about it. It was a biopic. Okay. Um, anyhow, so 
I just want to read this here. It says Blackula was released to mixed reviews in the United States, but was one of the top grossing films of the fucking year. Are you kidding me? That's all. Yeah, they were, they were made for like it was like the Halloween thing. Like they were made for a few hundred thousand dollars or maybe a million or two at most. Oh my God. And, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they would just play in grind houses and they would make tons of money. So, you know, they kept churning them out and some are better than others, but yeah, there's some really, there's some great black exploits. Just the there. fact that it says best selling film of the year just has me in tears. <laughs> <laughs> and Blackula is not even really that great, but um, yeah, that's even better. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I'll definitely have to do my homework on that. Um, so I had three this week. I uh, It's the first week that I've been on here, so I figured I'd throw out three. I'll get the first one out of the way because if I'm not mistaken, I think I actually recommended this on one of the other podcasts that I was on, but it is the film Mud by Jeff Nichols, stars Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and um, never seen it, but I, know that, it, I remember but... you and Colin talking about it a lot, so. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I like for whatever. Nichols, I've always meant to go back and check it out. Yeah, for whatever reason, I've always loved this film. I've probably sat down and watched this film like seven or eight times. It's right up there with uh, Hell or High Water, which I was also going to recommend, but I know for a fact I've recommended that on a past podcast. But you know, to sum it up, it's basically two two kids run across a boat that's on a small island in Mississippi if I'm not mistaken. And there's a dude named Mud there is portrayed by Matthew McConaughey. And I will let you figure the rest out for those that are intrigued by the film. It's very good. I fucking love this movie so much. Um, my second film that I want to recommend is Touch of Evil. Uh, Touch of Evil is, of course, an Orson Welles oh, film. I was going to say Orson, old Orson Welles movie. Yes. Uh, stars Charleston Heston. Obviously, Orson Welles himself. Um, but it's basically Kino you know, Lorber just put out on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I thought I saw really? that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, was, they just did a new uh, transfer on it too. Uh, Sean is actually the one who introduced me to this. But anyhow, to make a long story short, basically a car explodes on the U.S.-Mexico border, and they have to figure out collectively to figure out what happened. I won't spoil yeah, it too a much very, of it. Very famous sequence that opening because it's like a the seven opening sequence shot. Well, I'm pretty, it's just one single solid shot, is it not? Right. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And it's it's a good good bit. It's like seven, ten minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, my, But the film that I really wanted to suggest uh, this evening was Death Sentence. Death Sentence is a James Wan film. And I understand that James Wan has been through the ringer as far as like genre films go. But oh, it's definitely... it's it's a very 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 adored, loved, received film over here between myself and Sean at the Film Effect. Um, right. Been waiting so long, still waiting for a proper 1080p Blu-ray release of the movie. Because as far as here in the U.S., you can only find it on DVD. Um, it's a really, it, you can stream it on a lot of places. It's also, it pops up on like HBO and Netflix from time to time. Um, I love Death Sentence and I've been wanting to cover that on the podcast for quite some time. So 
Um, <laughs> it'll, it'll definitely be on here one of these days. We'll be talking about it. So I definitely feel uh, that uh, recommendation. Oh, uh, yes. It, it's I, I absolutely love the film. In my personal opinion, as much as I love Saul and was a huge fan of Saul, I think this is James Wan's absolute best film. I just um, love vengeance films in general, and that's like my favorite. If it's like my top three favorite vengeance movies, um, for sure, without even you know having to even think about it, I put it in my top three. Yeah, and like Ed said, it's a vengeance film, so I don't even have to be very thorough about this topic. Basically, dude's son gets killed at a gas station, and it goes from there. Yeah. So. Who's in that one again? I've, I've never seen Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. That's right. <laughs> it's a lot. And Kelly Preston's his wife. John Goodman's in it as well. John Let's Goodman's in it in a small yes. role. Um, Love John Goodman's character in that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a gonna, bunch of people in it. Uh, Aisha. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and yeah. Aisha Tyler is the detective in the movie. Um, yeah, it's it's a good movie. A really, really, really good movie. And like I said, I'm just looking for the right time to fucking sit down and talk about it and put it on the podcast because I'm you know it's definitely gonna be on here one of these days. Sooner than later. Let's put it that way. So now I know who to invite to uh do that with us, Andrew. For sure. Cool, cool, cool. Uh Corey, how about you? What you got for us this week? So- so I got a couple little bit different ones. First, I'm actually going to recommend a commercial because it is like one of my favorite commercials I've seen recently. It was on Super Bowl, but I saw the extended one on YouTube. Um, the Larry David commercial. It's like for some kind of crypto. I don't even know what it's fully about, but we're basically Larry David through time is just naysaying all these huge inventions. And it's like the funniest commercial I've seen in a long time. Have any Has anybody else seen it? I, I, I saw the Super I didn't see the extended one. I saw it's like, there's an extended have, one online. I haven't seen and, it, but I'll also say that I unfortunately have not seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, well, Me you neither. Need, you just need to. And know I've never watched. I, I didn't really watch any Super Bowl commercials this year, so I was working during the game. No, I I've seen it online just naturally through YouTube. But anyway, it's Larry David being Larry David. It's hilarious. Like someone's like, "I've invented a fork," and he's like, "I got ten forks right here, baby!" Like it's just <laughs> hilarious. Like the whole thing. And they're like, I got a wheel. He's like, what's it do? Like, it's just, I don't know. Like it, the, the whole thing, like he's, he doesn't want to let dumb people vote. So he doesn't want to, he wants to tear up the declaration of independence. Like it's just a, a hilarious commercial. Like it's one of those, I think everybody should seek out. But for my first real recommendation, um, I'll go to Batman theme since I'm so excited for the new movie. Uh, Batman mask of the phantasm uh, movie that doesn't get talked about a lot. It's an animated uh, feature. Um, it has Kevin Conroy voicing Batman from the Batman the Animated Series. Mark Hamill is the Joker from Batman the Animated Series. Probably my second favorite Batman movie ever done, and that's including like all the live action ones. It, it's it's one of the only Batman movies where it actually captures like that detective side of Batman accurately, in my opinion. Right. So it's my second favorite, right behind Dark Knight. So if uh, it's on HBO Max right now, so you can watch it if you have an HBO. Yep. So you know what's really, really funny? I would put Mask Phantasm at number two, too. Like right behind yeah. Dark Knight. It's so that's, good. That's mine. So good. Yeah. I think Mark I'm, Hamill is just the definitive I've, Joker. I've seen it one time when I was a little kid. No, go back rewatch and rewatch it. it. Yes, go it back and rewatch up. it. 
it holds up as an adult. And to me, Kevin Conroy is my favorite Batman. I mean, maybe Robert Pattinson will knock him off, but Kevin Conroy, like when I think of Batman, I think of that voice. As like, do he I, is but just I, so badass. I also so, fell in love with the Arkham franchise. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, games. yeah. Me too. Me too. And I played them all too. They're basically just follow-ups of the animated series, just in a, like, a more darker teenage realm, if you will. Yeah, me too. Uh, I've been reading one... a lot lately about how good Mask of the Phantasm is. Like, I, I, it was never even on my on my radar. I've never seen it in like the past like four days. Like people just raving about, like basically saying what you guys are saying. It's up there among, if not the best, like the second or third best Batman anything. Oh yeah. So if yeah. you're a fan of Batman, it literally like folds everything about Batman that is good into one film. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check. And it's good. Like if you're a Batman fan, like um, Andrew said, you can't. It, it's not going to be. You're gonna. You're not going to be disappointed. It's going to be good. Um, but my next uh, recommendation is, and I've slept on this director for a long time, but I really came around recently. Is uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet? Um, I recently got the Criterion Blu-ray. Yeah. Of that, and I was never a huge David Lynch fan back in the day, like even up until maybe five or six years ago, but I've really been rewatching a lot of his filmography and I just love blue bell. I, so, uh, like, I just remember being weird when I saw it before and still it's kind of weird, but in all the best ways, in my opinion, it is very entertaining. I was very surprised. Like uh, I started digging into some of the extras on the Blu-ray. Definitely worth your time. Like, you know, right. it's, it's definitely worth revisiting in my opinion. Yeah, I always felt the same way about Lynch that you did. I was just like, I, I don't get why everybody loves what he's doing. And then I, I the same thing is, is what you just said. Like, I think for me, it started with Dune, though, with, with the new version coming out. They were started replaying the 84 version, and I'd never watched it start to finish. So I sat down one night and started watching, and I'm like, I'm not sure if this is good as a story, but this is one of the greatest, like, audio-visual experiences I've ever had. And it's like, bad 80s special effects but it was still like fascinating nonetheless and then i rewatched blue velvet which i was never like a, the biggest fan of biggest fan of and really liked it this time um what else did i watch of his i uh oh uh mulholland drive i rewatched and i've always loved that one and wild at heart which is my favorite lynch movie i rewatched that not too long ago and that that movie is just a masterpiece in my opinion but yeah no i've come around on him is exactly the same way that you have while we're talking about david lynch i had never seen dune up until recently you know obviously mm -hmm. with a um newer version i will i don't want to say remake but you know the the new film they put out about the story um went back and rewatched it like a year ago and prepped for that ironically enough i did not see it in theaters or i haven't seen it yet but you <laughs> um, did all this prep work and you didn't even see it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, whatever. I, again, I'm just not like too keen on going to theaters. But anyhow, so even though I know it was released digitally the same day, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I yeah, went back and I, rocked, I, watched I watched it. I went back and I watched David Lynch's and, and, and I really enjoyed it. And I had never really heard of any other film that he had done. So I definitely have some work to do on that. But thank you for the Blue Velvet because. I mean, if you suggest that, I'll watch it. It's just yeah. I I am not really too keen on David Lynch's work, I suppose, after sitting back and looking at his filmography. It's definitely my favorite. I, 
I, I haven't redone Twin Peaks or any of that. I was never a fan of that. I never uh, watched Blue any Velvet. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Velvet is definitely my favorite. And then my last real quick one is actually a TV show on HBO. Um, last week tonight with John Oliver uh, just started up a new season. I think it's only two or three episodes in. And I just think it's such a great show. It just has such interesting editorial stories. That's like the main part of the show. And then it has like current events. Right. And then, it's got all this good information, but like with this like crazy humor, like where John Oliver talks about fucking a horse or talks about <laughs> how he wants to have sex with Adam driver, or he can like clap and make George Clooney's disembodied head pop up. Like it's just this crazy shit. But then there's like these topical events and news. Uh, I just think it's a great show. It's on, they have a lot of the stories on YouTube for free. Like you don't even need to have an HBO subscription to appreciate it and i mean the only thing i will say is if you um or lean towards um the conservative side you might not like the show because they definitely take a lot more shots like at the conservative side it's definitely a liberal show but i think for the most part everybody can enjoy it so it's funny because i i am 100 like i'll be open about it i'm more conservative than i am liberal but at the same time like i absolutely love john oliver i think he is just one of the funniest dudes on the planet and i also like uh stephen colbert like dude they're they are some top-notch comedic value you know artists that do what they do but john oliver is just one of my favorites and like you said i discovered him through youtube clips so you know if you've never seen john oliver late night with john oliver highly highly recommended it's he's just he's too funny to pass up he really is yeah. And he's it's also hilarious. an intellectual person. You know what I mean? Like, no, it, it, that's why I like it. it has both sides. I mean, the show bought uh, the last blockbuster, Russell Crowe's jockstrap from Cinderella Man. Like, it's just ridiculous <laughs> shit. Like, but it, but it's topical and informational I, as well. I haven't seen the new season, but I got to get into it now that you say that we're three episodes into it because I, yeah. I fucking love John Oliver. He's fucking classic. All right. Anyway, that's it for me. I've got two for this week, and they're actually two really, really fucking good horror movies. One from the 90s, one from the 80s. Start with the 90s. And in my humble opinion, next to The Howling, greatest fucking werewolf film ever produced on film. And that is Eric Red's Bad Moon from 1996. Have you guys ever seen this movie before? No. Oh, it's so it. fucking nope. good. It's based on a book. No, called... I was actually about to say American Werewolf in London, but you didn't say it with me, so I stopped. It's based on a book <laughs> called Thor by Wayne Smith. Uh, and the book is actually uh, Thor for the record's the, a family dog. And the story is unique. It's ta- it, the, the, the book's uh, taken from a point of view from the dog uh, itself. But then it's the dog's it's a family dog in the middle of like a werewolf tale and um the big bad werewolf is um like pretty much what he's like fighting with and uh but in the movie it's different it's more about this family that the, the the family the owners of uh the dog thor uh played by mario hemingway and uh her son mike uh, mason gamble who was dennis the menace a few years prior to this um Back in ninety, the the one with Christopher. What the Lloyd. guy from um, what the guy from, angry or grumpy old men, right? Yeah, Walter, Walter Matthau. Matthau. Yeah. That's it. That's it. About what? Yeah. Yeah. 
and um, uh, Michael Pare. And like I said, great shit. Eric Red, who wrote and directed it, he wrote The Hitcher, and uh, he wrote Near Dark, my favorite vampire movie. So it's only fitting he also makes my As favorite is mine, for sure. werewolf movie. Uh, it's just so good. And the, 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 uh, the werewolf design by Steve Johnson is super duper fucking scary. It, it, it's the eyes, the fucking big, tall, piercing, just sharp fangs. It's so good. It's such a wicked design. Uh, the transformation scene and the theatrical cut it was early CG. It's terrible. Scream Factory's <laughs> making of. They talk about that for a few minutes, and they're all just not happy with it. That's why the director's cut uh, has a different transformation scene that where they don't use digital, which is ten times better. So good on Scream Factory for putting that out there for the first time ever. So uh, yeah, that's the first one. Bad mood, um, and the other one is a slasher film from 1982, so it's 40 years old uh, last month, called Madman. Madman Mars, starring Galen Ross from Dawn of the Dead. Um, it's kind of a, a film, kind of like Burning. It's, it's like the old Cropsy legend. Um, it's super duper gory. Uh, it's got a cool theme song, kind of like uh, uh, My Bloody Valentine, the, the Ballad of Harry Warden. There's kind of a there's, there's a theme song for this movie that's kind of like similar to that about Madman Mars, the, the titular character. Um, it's you know huge film for the video nasty era. It's just good stuff, and I just picked up the uh, Arrow. Uh, Air video, put it out overseas, but it's all region, so I'm able to play it on my 4K player, and it just looks beautiful, and it's chock full of special of uh, special features, and yeah, the, I've been talking about Madman for as long as I've known the movie. I watched it at Sean's uh, Theopolis back in like 2008 or nine. After not long after he moved in, him and I sat down and watched it one night, and I was just taken back and. The, the kills and, and just how in your face it is it's just awesome so but usually when I talk about this movie when I bring it up people are always like what madman what what so I'm assuming by the stunned silence from you three no one's heard of madman I'm, I'm kind of a little yeah, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely I've seen heard it. of it I've never oh. I've just I don't think I've seen it okay okay I've heard of it have not seen it no I've seen it a long time ago, but you know what? I don't know if this is a thing for other people, but I always used to confuse that and Maniac because yeah, I don't know. Was, the titles are You know what's really funny? I That's similar. what I'm saying. As it's soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, I've seen Maniac. Wait, no, that's a totally different film. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> the title because it's kind of like similar font and it's, you know, one single M word. It's weird so. how we remember box arts versus what's actually going on in the film, I suppose. <laughs> True. That's what. Well, that's when he up. said "Madman." I thought of the box art for Maniac, and that's I, what I said. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's Maniac." <laughs> yeah, Madman is just a silhouette of Madman Mars holding an axe. There's nothing to it really at all. It's pretty simple. Yeah, Maniac, he's somebody's head, right? Isn't that? Or am I even misremembering that? Do what now? In Mania, in the Maniac box art, he's actually holding somebody's head, isn't he? No, he's holding it up. He's holding an axe. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, ma- and Maniac on the Maniac oh, part, Maniac. too? Oh, Maniac. Oh, yeah, Maniac is ahead. Yes, it's ahead. Yes. Yeah. So, actually, it kind of is similar now that I think about that. Yeah. So, oh, well. So, yeah, that's my recommendations for the week. So, uh, well, just want to let everyone know before we get out of here that we'll be back this coming Tuesday with our next episode in the Before Trilogy series that Corey and I have been doing. Talking about 2004's Before Sunset, be, uh, which, spoiler alert, is far and away my favorite film of the series. So expect a solid episode based on that information alone. Also, Polyester, it's, final, it's, it's finally coming. Coming along. <laughs> on Wednesday, I know so many of you listeners have been clamoring for that one, so calm your asses down because it's coming next week. Goddamn record buttons. Um, shout out to everyone who downloaded and listened to all the fresh content we put out last week. I know the episode of A Conversation with Sean Clark was a popular one. It's a shame that we'll never know what uh, everyone thought of the episodes because no one left us a rating or review. So please, we want to hear from everyone no matter what your opinion is. You can leave us either a rating over on Spotify, you can leave us a review, a rating, or both on Apple Podcasts, or you can go to our website and click on the review tab, or simply just go to thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews, and that will take you straight to the review section. Also, don't forget to follow us over at Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, send us emails, all that good stuff. Links in the episode notes. And like that, another episode of the Furycast is officially in the books. Once again, special thanks to Andrew, Corey, and Justin for doing this with me. After a few weeks of doing this, I can definitely say I'm glad that we took a chance at this show. I had a blast, and it seems like you guys had a good time as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, I'm going to go enjoy a bowl of SpaghettiOs now. So until next week, <laughs> take care now. Bye-bye. See ya. Oh, bye. Bye. This concludes our broadcast day.